Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, episode number eight. I'm your host, Heather McDonald, and today we are talking about your client avatars. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please fasten your seatbelt. I have heard ideal client, buyer persona, client avatar. I've heard so many ways of sort of talking about the same thing. So definition of terms time. When I am talking about ideal client avatars, we are creating the psychographics, the demographics around who you're talking to. Because as any marketer will tell you, if you try to sell to everybody, you are selling to no one. If you try to go super scattershot, you have to dumb your language down and sort of speak to the lowest common denominator and you will not be delighting anyone. If you are a hot pink brand and you're trying to talk to everyone, you are going to find yourself being beige really, really fast because a lot of people, they just don't respond well to hot pink. I am not a fan of over niching. I do not think that in a market, let's say you have a market of 100,000 people, you should be drilling down to a market of 1,000. Even if you have 1,000 people that super buy into you and everything else, that's not enough. You don't have enough firepower, manpower, definitely not enough budget power to make a real splash in the marketplace if you go too small. That being said, there is a balance. There's a balance between going way too niched and trying to be everything to everyone. The way I have set this up in my, my personal love of client avatars, this is one of the, my favorite things to do. And I find it especially helpful for people when they're writing emails, when they're doing email marketing, because you're trying to write a letter to someone. And if that letter is everyone, well, that's impossible. And that's why people get stuck, go away, hate this stuff and tell me that they don't want to do email marketing anymore. So client avatars do not have to be super niched and they don't have to be difficult. Just about everyone has the first client avatar. If you look at everybody who's ever purchased from you, or if you're brand, brand, brand new in your industry or in your field, look at your expected client list who do you think buys from your competitors right now? Everyone has the first client avatar, and that is your bulk client. This is not necessarily the client that when you're going to be serving them all day, you are just, you know, can't wait to get to work and you're all bubbly and excited and they're amazing and they're awesome, but they are the clients that pay the bills. For most marketers, those clients are the larger corporate or government. They don't tend to be super creatively freeing and they're not terribly exciting, but they pay well, they pay the bills, they're easy to work with, and that's kind of what we want for our bread and butter. When you're dealing with almost any retailer, everybody kind of has that one bulk audience. Um, I was talking to some people in real estate the other day and they're like, well, yeah, I'm getting a lot of investors. Well, those investors aren't, <laughs> I almost said those investors aren't invested in the company, but literally they are, but they're not invested in the heart and soul of the home. They're invested in, you know, is this going to make me money? 
So while, yes, they are a great, great group of people to have, they're not going to serve that kind of inner heart purpose that a lot of people are looking for and often is the reason that people went out on their own and decided to become entrepreneurs in the first place. There's somebody you're really looking to serve, but that group is often that really small niche. I'm not saying don't go for them, but I'm saying you do need to find a bulk audience first. If your bulk audience happens to also be your what I refer to as the second avatar, which is the heart audience, those ones that really do pull the heartstrings, then you've already got it made. Usually your bulk clientele is kind of, you know, your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday people, your heart group would be your marketing to them maybe on Thursday. And then your third avatar, which for me is yourself, because you know how to talk to yourself. You're marketing to them on Friday. A lot of people, when they start their business, start really focusing on that second avatar, the heartstring avatar, the ones who really give you that purpose. So in this case, in, in the case of real estate, it would be you know somebody helping a single mom purchase her first home. You leave work at the end of that day thinking, I did a good thing today. That was amazing. You're not gonna get enough of those or you have to have almost too many of those to make it the main thrust of your business. But that doesn't mean you're going to leave them out. It becomes a balance. Once you have your bulk clientele down and you know exactly who they are, you have your system set up, it is running, and you have a system to keep more of that bulk clientele coming in through the door, whether that's a referral system, whether that's your email marketing, however you're getting them in, you want to have a specialty, a bulk part of your business, a bulk avatar out there that you just know how to service and they're quick and they're easy. Then you move into the heart focused people. The mistake that a lot of small business owners make is they go right for that heart focused group. And that group is usually a fraction, a small fraction of the buying power of your bulk avatar. So I'm not saying don't market to them. I'm saying don't only market to them. You can run three different streams of content marketing that's sort of headed out to three different groups. Looking specifically at email marketing, if you're running an email campaign to your bulk clientele, most of us, our bulk clientele are the ones that are quick and dirty. So it's a corporate client. They don't want a bunch of like fluffy language. They don't want to be convinced. They want things to be simple and easy. Five line email, click here, click here, done, good. You don't want to send that kind of email to your heart-focused avatar. They're going to get your warm and your fuzzy and your extras and your all of your extra stuff and all of those those extra messages go into that warm and fuzzy clientele. They are they deserve their own email. So you're going to send an email out to your corporate people and then to your warm and fuzzy people and then if you don't fall into either one of those categories, you may send a third email out to a third email list that is directed at people like you. That seems like three times as much work. However, I promise you it is much, much easier than trying to come up with one email that serves all three audiences. Trying to hit a tone that is going to be as effective and efficient for your bulk audience that you're, that they want, and as warm and fuzzy and relationship building as your heart-centered audience wants, and whatever the heck your you-centered audience wants, in one email is going to take you way more time. If you 
take the time to break down the three groups of people. You will then be able to, I always recommend you start with just the bulk audience, build up that bulk audience and leave the other two for the time being. Like I said, they can be your boring clients. I'm thinking back through clients that we've done this work with. Um, Some of them, there's a couple of physiotherapists I've worked with that they really get into the athlete work. That's like, they are former athletes, they are coaches, and they really wanna deal with athletes all the time, but they're in a smaller center, so the athletes aren't there consistently. And they're in an aging center where doing a lot of outreach to um, seniors, to retirees, to people who are looking to stay fit and active, to um, people who work at desks, that's not really their their heart center. That doesn't give them that purpose. But I'm telling you, it pays the bills a heck of a lot faster. So once you build up that clientele, they can kind of be run often by referral or they can be run by corporate package or they can be run by all kinds of different ways of just getting in there. Then you can shift your attention and spend, because you have those that bulk money coming in all the time, then you can shift your attention to your heart-centered audience. Then you start really focusing on, let's run some clinics, let's run some stuff for my athletes that I really, really want to get in there and help. The third avatar is often whoever you were that needed your business before you started. For me personally, the bulk avatar, like I said, is high corporate and government work because again, we're so constrained with what we're allowed to do and it's always a lot of backs and forths and it's not as creatively freeing as we'd like. However, we do really good solid work. We get lots of referrals from it. All this stuff comes in, it kind of takes care of itself and we can pretty much do it halfway in our sleep. Our heart-based clients Um, My business partner and I have two very different types of heart-based clients. He wants to go out and help everybody who is in the automotive world. That's like his thing. He's a car guy. He's built our hippie van. Like he's one of those guys. I do not have that. So those people are not for me, but he's all, he's a motorcycle guy and a vehicle guy. And he wants to get those people to build their businesses. So those ones really pull at his heartstrings. For me, I tend to be more female-centered, so I love dealing with coaches and um, counselors, people who take from my spiritual side, my background being in psychology and being in education, I have a huge soft spot for those who are doing counseling, who are doing education in any degree, and who are doing it from a place of holistic and spiritual wholeness. Those people, I want them to win. So I will give all of my time, all my creativity, all of my effort to those clients. And I want to have them because they're the ones that really get me up in the morning. They're the ones that keep my creativity going. They're the ones that I feel so good about at the end of a week that I'm like, I helped this person do this. My third avatar is myself. Well, before I started doing marketing, I wanted to have a non-for-not-profit. I, I was a teacher and I had been doing private education and I really wanted to take that feeling of private education and turn it into something and build people's businesses, build team business, those types of things. I was really enjoying the, the building the value client side without having a budget. I was super shoestring at the time everything we did was bootstrapped. We did not have investments. I did not take loans. Everything we did, we built from scratch. 
I want to go find those scrappy businesses that are just like me and teach them the hard things to do to make things easier. That's my me avatar. And those are going to be very few and far between. Right now, most of those people end up being mentees of mine. I am mentoring them rather than doing marketing with them because honestly, they can't afford me. Once they can, I will be the expert and this kind of completes the business cycle. They're also the reason that we built the Kick-Ass Company, which is a membership site that we'll be launching soon where they'll be able to go on and get a lot of video training. They'll get a lot of the DIY stuff. So they'll be able to do their own things from a very, very, very cost-effective, like budget zero type of scenario, and then graduate into becoming one of my heart-centered clients. Sometimes it's going to be a retailer versus a wholesaler versus a mom and pop shop. Sometimes you're gonna be dealing with a corporate audience Let's say you are a nutritionist. You could be doing a corporate program where you go in and you train them on, you know, biohacking their bodies to get the best nutrition, to get the best results. And then you also want to help families to raise healthy children, but you want to do it because you struggled with, you know, eating disorders and stuff when you were younger and you really want to help people who are on that track, who aren't quite there yet, you really want to help them make a difference. Do you see how the language talking to those three groups would be so different, even though they're all being pulled from the same service offering? All of us have three clients that we talk to on a regular basis. And every single time I talk to clients, they're like, no, I don't have that. I only have one. I only have two. I only have. And then we start talking and they're like, oh my goodness, I totally have three. Order I want you to go in is going to be bulk client first heart client second, and you third. Because honestly, that's how much money most of those people are going to have. Like I said, if you're lucky enough to have your bulk avatar be your heart-centered avatar, wow, that is amazing. And I would like to have you on the show, please. (laughs) But most of us aren't able to do that. However, most of us spend so much of our time marketing to that second avatar that we forget about the first one. And then you wonder why you're not hitting your sales goals while you're not hitting the growth you thought you were going to be getting, while you're constantly struggling for the next client, the next client, the next client, because everybody you're servicing comes from a place, yes, of wonderful, amazing purpose, but not of financial success. And it is entirely okay to base 60% of your time on the people who pay your bills and only 40% of your time on the people who light you up. That is a completely healthy balance that will keep you motivated to keep doing, keep showing up, keep creating, keep doing your best without having to motivate you to also take a second job because the people that you're serving are not able to pay your bills. So that's the initial start of the three avatars. The main reason we wanted to talk about it today is that next episode, we're gonna be talking about creating a content calendar. And of course, with that content calendar, you need to be talking to all three audiences. So I'm gonna be jumping in to the next episode, assuming that you kind of already know what our avatars are. Today, what I'd love for you to do is go look at your most successful yet boring client list and figure out how you got them and how you can get more of them. If you like what you heard today, please let us know. Hit subscribe, leave us a review. And if you want to get in touch, if you have questions, if you're not sure what your avatars are, find us at hala.agency or online everywhere as Hala Connected.
Until next time, kick ass and live on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass. (laughs) 